0: Welcome to the Rise Method Podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. I used to see this patient at the clinic, and his name was Jason. Now, for context, I'm an osteopath, and I used to have a clinic inside a gym. So I'd often see patients who were really active into their fitness, almost too active into fitness. A lot of bodybuilder bro and broettes would come in and see me. And Jason would see me quite regularly, uh, almost every fortnight for lower back pain. Now, Jason worked as a truck driver, and he was always trying to lose body weight, but really struggled. He would open up to me and tell me how he would love to have beers on the weekends. He would love uh, Coke, um, the, the full sugar, red label Coke, and he used to buy it when he was uh, in the truck. Uh, every time he would stop off, he'd get a bottle of Coke, and that was just his, his thing that he really loved to do. And he would always struggle to lose weight and. Over time, he'd ask me questions, oh, how do I do this? You know, I'm going to the gym. I just can't shake can't the weight. Okay, sure, Jason's fine. And then, you know, I'd explain to him, okay, these are what calories are, blah, 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 blah. And he knew all the things, but really struggled to make that change. And part of the reason why I saw him so often was his, his lower back pain, partly contributing to his, his job. He was sitting down for long periods of time and he was a little bit overweight. We'll say fun size in the nicest way for, for Jason. So one day... I, Jason didn't book back in and I didn't see Jason and, you know, a few days go past, a few weeks go past, a few months go past. And it was about six months later. I didn't see him and, and he he booked in. Oh, cool. Jason's back. All right. So he books in and he was a completely new person. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, and he came in not for lower back pain, for shoulder pain, because he'd been training more. I'm like, man, what happened? He's like, mate, I I I quit my job. I was like, Really, really? what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I quit my job and I'm now a gardener. I was like, oh, okay. Then he tells me he'd always want to be a gardener and he wants to work outside and he was sick of driving trucks and now he's running his own little business. I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Cool. And I was like, man, you've lost all this weight. What happened? He's like, well, because I wasn't in the truck. Now I'm outside all day and I'm just pushing the lawnmower and you know, in the garden all day. I just it just kind of fell off. I was like, wow, okay. He's like, yeah, and I don't drink coke anymore. I was like, really. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd stop off and I'd get petrol, but it's just a different, I I just don't feel like having it now. And I thought that was really amazing. And what has happened to Jason and the story behind Jason is something that we can all consider and think about in our lives, where our environment dictates our behaviors. Our environment dictates our behaviors. So for Jason, his job was to sit down in a truck all day and drive the truck and we know if we're sitting down all day we're not walking and our step count goes down and when our step count goes down our physical activity drops to the floor and our overall energy expenditure is 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 very low so jason was still going to the gym doing some exercise but his overall physical activity for the day was quite low so when we look at the metabolism defined as energy expenditure his metabolism was low his energy expenditure was low even though he was eating you know just a a normal amount um no crazy diets from from him Uh, and his energy expenditure increased just because he changed his job, uh, which, okay, sure, it's a, it's a tough one for some of us to do. But that change in his lifestyle from sitting in a truck all day to now pushing the lawnmower all day, his steps went through the roof and he lost a lot of weight. And I'm talking one of those transformations, you're like, holy crap. And he was telling me, yeah, he didn't modify his diet that much. The main difference was that he changed his job. I was trying to ask him more about his uh, coke addiction would call because there's something that he would always do and just disappeared and he's like yeah like I think because he was in the truck he says that he would always have that bottle of coke next to him in, in this certain cup holder and because now he's in a, not in a truck he's in his like utes it's a different environment and different space so he just doesn't have the same cues the same urges to have the the coke and we know that coke especially full uh sugar coke can be high in calories, and we don't want to be drinking our calories. It's not a good idea. Uh, we don't have the same satiety sensations, and it's just extra calories pumping into us. Really fine if we transfer that over to like something like diet coke or Coke Zero, you know, or or just uh, diet soda with no sugar in it. Yeah, no, no issues there. But that swap, that environment change, was really powerful to him. And this is something that we can all learn from Jason. So if you are wanting to lose body weight, you're trying to build some muscle, you're trying to change a habit or a routine or you know, swap out a fitness-related goal for another related goal that you might have. You want to try to uh, start a business, you want to try to save some money, you want to try to learn a language. Sometimes the environment that you're in is holding you back. Sometimes the environment that you're in is keeping certain beliefs in your mind and we need to change that slightly uh, and some environments have built-in cues that are forcing you to do certain things. There was something really interesting that happened in the Vietnam War, so it's a pivot from Jason to a war in the Vietnam War. Talk about Americans, Americans go over to Vietnam by the millions, and a very high percentage of these Americans um, started to take meth <laughs> of all things and you know we can go into reasons why maybe you know the trauma from war or the, the, the space that they were in, the, how easily available it was, maybe the position of power they were in. Blah, 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 blah. But there was a really high number of Americans who were addicted to meth in Vietnam. And it was going to be a crisis when they were going to ship the Americans back home. And they thought it was going to be an uh, epidemic of these Americans who are all addicted to meth now coming home. Oh, geez, what the hell? And what happened was once they came home, they all just stopped. And maybe not all of them, but a really high proportion. I think it was about 90% or so of them stopped their meth use simply because they were in a different environment. They didn't have the same cues, the same triggers, the same response to the habits and the routines like they did in Vietnam. It was a completely different zone coming home. And this is the reason why um, rehab centers might not be super effective. It's the other way around when 90% of people uh, relapse after they go to a rehab center versus 90% of these Americans who came home stopped using meth. And what happens at a rehab center is they, they take someone out of their environment, put them into a rehab center, they get, they get clean and they put them back straight into their environment with the same cues, the same routines, behaviors, people, space, everything, and they have a relapse. So what does this mean for us? Well, sometimes we can't completely change our environment. So we can't just pick up ourselves, pack everything up and just move, you know, to a different city, different town, different country. A little side note, probably the best shape that I've ever been in my life was when I lived with my buddy, who was also a personal trainer. And we had a gym in the garage, quite a fully fledged gym. He ran his business out of the garage and then I ran my business out of that garage. So double garage, kitted out, two bros living together, uh, pushing each other to, to, to train harder and, and eat well. And hey, bro, what are you eating? Should you be eating that? Yeah, it was, it was a crazy environment and the best shape of my life of living in that house. So we can't just pick up our... Selves and move to a different house, move in with our bro or broette and you know a little bit like boot camp and, and live there and stay there. We might not be able to do that. but what can we do? We might not be able to change our jobs. We not, might not be able to change our schools. We might not be able to change our family. We might be able to modify some of our friends. But what can we do? Well, we can start to look at aspects of our life and say, well, what could I do to make this behavior that I'm trying to do easy, and what could I do to make this behavior that I'm trying to not do harder? So if you find, for example, each night, uh, once the sun goes down or the kids go to sleep, um, you had dinner, you decide to kick it on the couch uh, and you inevitably open up a can of beer, a glass of wine, um, a packet of chips or a bowl of ice cream. It just always ends up like that. Or you've been trying so hard to avoid that, but it gets that time where, yep, beer or that was my bag of chips opening. Uh, Inevitably, something like that happens where you might go without it for one day, two days, three days, and then yep, it's back on there. If you find yourself in that situation, all right, what do we need to do? It might not be the chip's fault. It might be because you're in this environment of sitting on the couch in the TV, watching your favorite show or playing video games or whatever you decide to do uh, that triggers this response of that. So what can we do? Well, is there a way that we can change the layout of the lounge room that you sit? So instead of sitting in the same spot, you move the chairs around um, or you move the TV into a different room or unplug the TV. So it makes it really hard talking about my little bro house. We had a TV but it was on the floor and it was unplugged. So if we were to watch TV, we had to go and plug in the TV uh, and then literally sit on the floor and watch TV. So um, we ended up just not not really watching TV in this little bro house. So we made it really hard for us to do something like that. But funnily enough, we actually next to the TV, we had a mirror on an angle and that was our quads mirror. So we do a flex in the mirror. Anyway, it's things you do, right? So you could look at your house, your environment, your lifestyle. Maybe another example is you've got a bowl of um, lollies or candy on the counter. <clears throat> and I see this in, in some houses that I, that I visit. Bowl of candy, wow, amazing. And even I am reaching for this candy because it's right there in front of us. And I'm talking candy like little uh, little chocolates or little lollies, whatever. And oh, yeah, i grab one while we're just having a chat. Uh, and you can see how easy it is just to have one without even thinking. So if your house is like that, maybe you want to put that bowl in the cupboard or in a different room or make it harder to get to. I've spoken about this in other podcasts where my kryptonite is things like hummus or yogurt, almost things in paste form. So whenever that's in the house, it's not in the house for long because I'll eat it. So what I do, I just don't buy it. I allow myself to have it, but I don't buy it in the house. So if I say, all right, I feel like some hummus or I feel like some yogurt, I need to find a situation where, uh, I can leave the house so the kids are being watched or whatever or bring the kids and I I go and leave the house which is a mission and I go to like Coles or Woolies and I buy the yoga, come home and then eat it. That's a big like big battle. So an easier thing would be like, oh, I'm peckish, I'm just going to have a sandwich. Or oh, I'm peckish, I'm going to eat an apple. Or oh, I'm peckish, I'm just going to have a protein shake. Rather than this big mission to go buy some yogurt and then eat the whole tub, right? So think about how you can modify your environment because once you change your environment, that's the easiest path to weight loss, the easiest path to body transformation, the easiest path to behavior change, is to change our environment. And many of us are fighting an uphill battle where we're trying to lose weight, we're trying to make a change, but you know we're just bumping into our environment over and over and over again, where it might be easier just to modify a few things to make it easy for us. That's the goal. So be like Jason, where he just changed his environment, Lost a lot of weight, transformed his life, transformed his body, transformed everything about him. He's almost a bit of a different personality right now because he just changed his job. There was one change, one barrier that was stopping him from making the, the the change in his life. And he was trying to do the right things. He was going to the gym. He was trying his best to to lose weight. It just wasn't working for him. So he knew all the things. That's the key part. He knew what he needed to do, but once he modified his environment, that's when he saw the change. So there you go, folks. If You're in a situation where you don't know, oh, geez, where do I start by changing my environment? You can reach out to us. We're more than happy to help and and figure out what places we might need to modify your environment to get you where you want to go. So hope you enjoy this episode and I'll catch you in the next one.